surprise. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to our show. We're so glad to have you with us tonight. I'm Stephanie. And Carla. And Buzz. (laughs) Yes, and we are so happy to have you listening tonight. Uh, She Talk Live is back. It's been only two weeks since you last heard us, but... We're here. <laughs> Actually, I, we're here because I'm filling in for Dale. This is uh, this is Dale's week off, I guess. So we're happy to be taking your phone calls at 603-435-1105. And actually, this is a big surprise, ladies. We are starting we are starting off the show with a call on the line. Caller? Okay. That was a big disappointment. <laughs> we'll put him back on hold. Caller, are you there? Nope. All right. He's gone. Wow, this is lame. I'm sorry about that, (laughs) ladies. (laughs) It faked me out. I thought we had a call, but I guess we didn't. So if you want to call and uh, give us a real person to talk to, unlike the dial tone bot, you can give us a call at 603-435-1105. And I do apologize for that rather unprofessional start to the show. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, watch us on the cam at cam.freetalklive.com to see us doing what we do. Right, ladies? Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we have a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. It's a kind of a big week, I guess. It was 420 this week. Sure was. Today is the 22nd. (laughs) And we had the, yes, the classic, I guess, marijuana associated day of 420 this past Wednesday. And uh, it's also Easter today. And... As maybe some people in the Shire would call it Meatster, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like to change the name of the holidays, but we're going to be talking about that for sure a little later on in the show, I think. But right now, I think we'll start off with some marijuana-related stories because it was 420 this week. Did either of you ladies, I just want to ask real quick, did either of you ladies get a chance to stop at the 420 celebration that happened at the State House this, this week? In no, Concord? Didn't, nope. didn't make it. I just had my own private little 420 celebration. <laughs> I um I did make it out, oh. and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought it went really well. The group was big. I would say there were 150 to 200 people. Wow. I've seen estimates as high as 250. That's yeah. impressive. Um, That's what I And heard. I think what was the most exciting thing about that is, you know, a lot of us as free staters, you know, we know faces. And mm-hmm. I would say more than half, if not 60% of the people were people I've never seen before. They oh, were, wow. um, you know, they were just locals coming out um, to yeah, support th- something that they believe it's one of those issues where they understand. Exactly. Yeah. I I was going to say, I think that issue has a wider appeal than just people who are explicitly liberty minded because I mean, myself, I'm a person who doesn't partake in, isn't really that interested in smoking marijuana, but of course I don't think people should be put in cages for it. No way. I mean, and I totally support anyone who, who wants to do that. So it's important to me from a perspective of liberty, but I think there are a lot of people who, I guess, have gotten interested in in it in in different ways. Maybe they've had a friend or family member who's been kind of caught up in the legal system. Yeah, a peaceful person usually who's been hurt by something. Absolutely. And I mean, if anyone has ever been around a person who's really drunk and is an angry drunk <laughs> <laughs> compared to a person who's smoking pot. It's no contest. Who's the more peaceful person. So. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys have thought about it this way, but with, uh, the whole issue with medicinal marijuana to me is quite interesting because I think what happened is the state has backed themselves into a corner with this issue because they, the propaganda that they used, um, 
with marijuana, the sort of reefer madness, the sort of, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the hysteria behind a, a really, truly harmless and in some cases, really medicinal product. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a plant. It's natural. And useful. And useful. I mean, and just the, the fibers can be used to make ropes and paper and all kinds of stuff. And isn't that what people say that uh, they were competing with? The the hemp farmers were competing with DuPont for the paper supplies or right. something like that. Yeah. And, you know, the seeds are really nutritious. There's a lot of other stuff that you can do with this plant other than just smoke it right. and or, or smoke the buds more <laughs> more accurately. And as Dave from Montana says, it'll feed you, clothe you, house you. Right. <laughs> well, you know, for from um, for me, um, I'm a gastrointestinal cancer survivor. So. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it kind of helped me through a rough rough spot too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I mean, it must have been kind of scary, uh, you know, using this medicine that was is known to be illegal. And were you scared of that? Oh no, no. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> I like to hear that. Well, we do have a, oh, I'm sorry. We do have a call on the line. We're going to get to this call. Caller, you're on She Talk Live. Who's this? Uh, this is Hancock of Virginia. Hi. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't How catch you? your first name. That's uh, my last name. Okay, so your name is Hancock. Okay. Well, yeah. welcome to the show. What uh, What was on your mind tonight? Well, um, do any, any, uh, any girls there play online poker? I have never played online poker. Have either of you ladies played? I have not, but I suspect you're going to talk about the fact that the government has shut it down, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it. I mean, I haven't looked at it in a while. I'm kind of starting to catch up, and I heard it mentioned that uh, one year, one year current host so enjoys playing online poker, and the question was asked if there was any Bitcoin uh, gambling sites, mm-hmm. and uh, I've re- actually recently been getting into these Bitcoin things, but they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But I found a, a website where you can play uh, poker for Bitcoin. That's interesting. Uh, Hancock, I'm sorry, you, your cell phone connection's a little spotty, so I think we're going to have to let you go, but thanks for the call. We'll continue sure. this conversation. We appreciate it. So, yeah, I did hear about that, ladies, this week. There was a big... What happened? There was some U.S., uh, some federal bureaucracy seized these poker websites or had them cease and desist operating? Yeah, I think they, I mean, they shut down their servers. And the, and mm-hmm. the most interesting part, I think, of this is they are um, asset forfeituring all oh. the money that is in those pools. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone earlier this oh, week goodness. who said, well, yeah. you know, he only had $60 in his account. But I'm sure people, some players probably have thousands. And he said, if if I remember correctly, that it's something like Oh God, I I don't. I want to say it was either six billion or sixty billion dollars mm-hmm. that they've basically seized, and I think that that's sort of also another end game tipping point sort of data point. Yeah. I, I, well, and for anyone who isn't familiar, asset forfeiture laws are these things where they uh, do they char- is that where they charge the money with a mm-hmm. crime itself? Yeah. So they they say that this money is charged or implicated in a crime, and so it has to be seized by them because they'll. I don't know, they'll do something uh, legitimate with it or something. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, it's that's a huge um, source of income now for oh, yeah. police departments and uh, the Justice Department, and I think is a, a both a growing concern and a, a big problem. Even in New Hampshire, I was surprised I did some research, and mm-hmm. New Hampshire is not, you know, we're usually one of the lowest states in terms of tax you know we we rate high in peace and and freedom Mm -hmm. um but the asset forfeiture here is actually quite prevalent Mm -hmm. yeah and they of course they have every incentive to do this because there's 
there's essentially no real, all they have to do is fill out some papers and that money is theirs. And in fact, they can charge people with these, I'm sorry, they can charge money with these things. I mean, I've even heard case reports of people who are just traveling with large amounts of money and uh, some police officer will pull them over and see that they have a large amount of money and say, well, there's no good reason that they could be traveling with this large sum of cash. Right. So it must be used for drugs and therefore we can seize it. It's, I think it's something like over $10,000 or something like that. They can always do that. And someone said something interesting to me once, and I really like this idea. You know, a lot of people have moved to sort of a cash-based existence. You know, certainly some people are moving towards silver. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if for people who use a lot of credit and credit cards, if you think about it, if you have three credit cards in your wallet mm-hmm. and you just consider that limit, you could have $30,000 in cash on you. It's just actually sure. on a card. That's a great point. And yeah. I, yeah. And so, you know, to go and to say, well, no, you have $30,000. You must be a drug dealer. I'm going to take your money to me is just absurd. Yeah. And there are all kinds of reasons why someone would carry that much cash. I mean, I remember one particular story, which really kind of spoke to me. I guess there was, there was somebody who had taken his life savings essentially and was about to buy a house with it or some kind of a, a dwelling and got pulled over and poof, all of his life savings seized. Totally gone. Anyway, this is She Talk Live. We have a bunch of calls on the line. Stick around. You can't wait to hear who uh, who's calling us and <laughs> what they have to say next. We'll be back with more in a few. She Talk Live. Meanwhile, give us a call. 603-435-1105. We'd love to talk to you. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Welcome back. This is She Talk Live. We are so happy to be with you tonight. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can check us out at cam.freetalklive.com because, of course, we call ourselves She Talk Live, but we're really a part of Free Talk Live. And we thank you know Mark so much for lending us the studio on Sunday evenings to do our thing. And, of course, check them out, freetalklive.com. Archives available there going back to 2006. So you have hours and hours of fun for your listening pleasure and informative too so this is stephanie here with you and carla and buzz indeed last segment we got a bunch of calls and i kept you hanging as to who was on the line but we've got a couple of great callers lined up so let's bring on our first this is i believe we have the porcupine realtor is that correct hello ladies hello porcupine realtor can we call you pork for short (laughs) yeah you can call me Pork for sure. That's pork with a C. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's nice to speak with you all. And I thought we'd change gears a little bit. We talked about asset forfeiture right. um, previously, but I thought we'd talk about, you know, if it's okay with you, something that's more interesting to your listeners, and that's, of course, sex. <laughs> okay, well, from- just run with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm now, just so everybody that. knows, you know, this is, in full disclosure, 
since I'm an elected official in a very conservative Republican district, I don't reveal my real name. So we'll just go by Porcupine Realtor, as you said, Pork, with a C for short. So I went to an Easter party earlier with mm-hmm. a bunch of people here in New Hampshire. Did it have some home. meat? As a matter of fact, there was quite a bit of meat. <laughs> Every, you know, it was all very popular except for the rabbit stew hmm. on Easter Sunday. That and this, wasn't this is popular. somehow going to lead into sex? Yes. <laughs> okay. So we'll trust there, you. There was, this, there was this meat party in typical uh, in libertarian fashion. There was a lot of you know meat hanging around. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't a sausage fest. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't quite a sausage fest. I wanted to let the people from out of state, the libertarians listening across the fruited plains, know. Oh, by the way, Free Talk Live is now on XM Radio. So yes, that's right. Uh, or satellite radio. So we're going to have some new listeners, and they should be pleased to hear that there are. A bunch of really intelligent, fun, attractive ladies that are libertarians here in New Hampshire. Indeed. Now, and it's, it, do, it goes port- beyond us sitting here in the studio, right, Porcupine Realtor? Well, that's, you know, there are more than three. Yes. <laughs> Way more than three. And actually, actually, Porcupine Realtor, that, all joking aside, that is why uh, we have this we try to switch up the the hosts on She Talk Live because there are just so many wonderful, talented, intelligent ladies here in New Hampshire that I want to shine the spotlight on and get their ideas out that we really can't pick just one for every time. So we have Buzz with us today, but we've had many uh, wonderful co-hosts in the past as well. So And retardla. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I record everyone, and then I, I replay them when I'm going to bed and it gives me happy dreams. Oh, <laughs> Oh, that's so nice thank to you hear. all for that. Even, hey, Buzz, you yeah. too. You're uh, hot, baby. Uh, thanks, real um, pork. She knows how to work a hammer. <laughs> I'm just going to call you real pork from now on. Yeah. <laughs> that's better than Sir Real, right? <laughs> real pork. <laughs> okay, so, so, so porcupine real I, I thought we, we turn the table on the hostesses uh-huh. and let you ask me a question. Since I'm your typical listener out here in Radio Land. You know, I thought we should interview the the host. So if you have any questions, you know, you'd like to know from what we're thinking about here in America on the radio, just let me know. Oh, interesting. Well, I I, I still want to know how the rabbit stew goes back to sex. <laughs> okay, so going back to the same way, there were a lot of children there, a lot of libertarian children, that are, uh, some, of, some of whom are being raised uh, unschooled, you know, no public education, mm-hmm. homeschooling, which is great. Yes. There's just a lot of lovely uh, libertarian ladies there, so... Uh, the guys that are out there, like like me, in fact, when I moved here from Nevada, I thought, oh, my gosh, I'll never may, uh, meet a libertarian You'll gal. Never but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually dating a libertarian gal now, which is awesome. That's great. And there, there are quite a few of them here, so they're more and more all the time. And guys, don't be shy. If uh, you're tired of the same old BS and the, where you are now and nobody understands you, here it's different. The ladies get you. Absolutely. That's very well said. And Buzz looks like she wants to jump in, no? Oh, no. I was I was agreeing with Real Pork that, yeah, there's some real nice libertarian eye candy ladies out there. <laughs> but I, I'm, 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 I'm totally still trying to uh, recruit a bunch of liberty lesbians to get on up here. Yeah, actually, Buzz had Buzz, an interesting Buzz, calculation. Buzz and, Buzz and I are in competition. She and I are going to thumb wrestle over some of these ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you're quite in the same market. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Buzz had, had an actually a very interesting calculation that she did about the number of potential potential dates, I guess we could say. Um, right. 
Buzz, do you want to go? Oh uh, yeah. Um, there's that? Uh, well, it's 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 some calculations I did for my uh, my website. Uh, well, uh, I'm on a website uh, dating. A popular da- dating, dating website. Dating website, yeah. <laughs> and um, I did a calculation on there's 311 million Americans. So if 8% of them are gay, that's 24,880,000 gay people. If half of them are women, it's uh, 12,440,000. Um, and if 1% of those women are voluntarists, there's a chance that... <laughs> Just a chance that there's 124,400 women out there that could be a potential match for me. Wow. Exactly. Wow. I thought that was well, pretty this exciting. Is, this is a good dating site. I'm sure a few dozen of them are hearing this tonight, Buzz. I got to get the word get out. Come out. Yeah, I got to well, keep getting I, the word I know out. You have other, I know you have other callers waiting, so I'll just leave you with this, that you three are awesome hostesses, and I look forward to dancing with y'all. At Buzz's big gay dance party <laughs> oh. coming in June. Again, don't use my real name, but I'll be there with my boa on. Excellent. Awesome. I want to see you down front and center, man, because um, you're on my dance card for sure. Yeah, All I was right, I was going to say I bet Porcupine Realtors dance card fills up pretty quickly, but make sure you leave a spot for the She Talk Live ladies. <laughs> 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 All right, is that it for tonight, uh, Porcupine Realtor? That's- That's it. Keep up the good work, ladies. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for calling us tonight. Oh, it's always nice to hear from him. So I guess that hmm, rabbits, children, I I didn't quite get the eggs. Yeah, I I guess it's spring. You know, people are reproducing like rabbits or something like that. But. Yeah, I think I he just seemed happy. He had a good Easter. <laughs> he did. He did have a good Easter. So, and I thought that calculation that Buzz did was really cool. So <laughs> next time you think you're alone out there in the world, you know you can't find a dating partner. There's always, uh, you know, there's always math that will be on your side. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people are out there. You just got to meet them. And actually, you know, I really have to say, when I lived, I, I used to live in Massachusetts, and believe it or not. I had a very hard time finding people to date that were liberty minded. And I always was really trying to look for a partner who I could feel very compatible with on many different levels. I was liberty minded for a long time, but it was just hard to meet people that were outside of the traditional kind of status paradigm. But once I got to New Hampshire, that that situation became a lot better. So I do recommend for anyone who's out there kind of looking for compatible people, come on up, come to Porkfest. Porkfest.com, right? P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com for our Porcupine Freedom Festival this summer. Yep. (laughs) I'm still recruiting over here. (laughs) We do actually have a couple of calls on the line. We're going to bring them on coming up. We'll leave you hanging again. We've always got some interesting people on, on She Talk Live calling us. Anyway, we'll be back. More coming up. 603-435-1105 is our number. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome back to She Talk Live. Thank you for listening tonight. I'm your host, Stephanie. And Carla. And Buzz. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Go to cam.lrn.fm to watch us live in the studio. I guess that only applies to our live listeners, but of course, there will be a podcast available after the show that you can catch on archives, as well as archives of all the shows on freetalklive.com from every day of the week, uh, going back several years. 
So lots of content there for your listening pleasure. We do have a call on the line, and this is a personal friend of mine and a great activist. I believe we have Jason Talley on the line. Is this Jason? Oh, hey, yeah, it's Jason. How's it going? Good, good. Hi, Jason. <laughs> hey, dude. What's on um, your I was, so, I was so excited when it was uh, it's, uh, She Talk Live uh, night, and so I wanted <laughs> to call. And um, I was working on a, a website for Sovereign Curtis, and I, I know uh, all of you know him, and I was hoping mm-hmm. we could talk about him a little bit. Absolutely, yeah, that sounds great. And for our listeners who may not be familiar, they may know Sovereign Curtis as the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that's right. Porkfest. And to find out more about that, you can go to porcfest.com. But Sovereign Curtis was also involved in some civil disobedience, and this story goes back more than a year at this point, right? Back to last March yep. at the Free State Project's Liberty Forum in Nashua, New Hampshire, where there was a organized 420 celebration, I guess, in the in the town square in Nashua. And that had been happening at that point in Keene regularly, but some activists wanted to take that outside of Keene. And I guess that's kind of where Curtis's story starts, right, Jason? Right. He um, decided that he wanted to, uh, you know, expand activism. And, and one reason that it's so successful in places like Keene is because there's so many activists and uh, local community members that will show up mm-hmm. when when Curtis uh, showed up, I believe he was only rolling five deep, and so um, mm-hmm. Curtis is a Curtis is a generous guy. And so when some uh, some people in the civilian clothes showed up, he uh, handed uh, one of them a uh, a marijuana cigarette. Allegedly, allegedly, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what the that's what the state alleges, but uh, they'll have to, of course, prove that in a court of law. And so that's sure. what we're kind of gearing up for. for and, uh, and just to clarify, Jason, um, the I mentioned at first the. Nashua 420 celebration at the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. I think there were more than 100 people there openly smoking cannabis and holding signs about how the drug war is uh, very hurtful to many people and how when there's no victim, there should be no crime. However, I think Curtis was interested in kind of continuing that event after the Liberty Forum. And he came out on kind of a rainy day, I guess, the next week. And there weren't as many people there for sure. So and and that was the day of his arrest, as I recall, right? Right, that's exactly right. And okay. the uh, the event that took place uh, during Liberty Forum was outrageous because many arrests. Hundred... Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, but uh, th- this one especially because there's a hundred there's like a hundred people there that most most of them are activists in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and they they take one of the young local kids yeah. uh, away and and they arrest him. So. I mean, and he no was wonder. the only black kid in a crowd of many, mostly white people, right? It's it's bizarre, and yeah. so I can understand Curtis's motivation for wanting to go back and to uh, to protest these these harmful, these unjust laws. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And, so that's why, and when uh, that's why when Lewis, the kid uh, who was, a, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say kid. He's a young adult, but um, when the person who got arrested at the Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, the only person who was arrested for on charges of uh, marijuana possession the activists waited outside the jail for him to get uh, to get bailed out by his family and they helped his family with pay some, the bail yeah to pay the bail with some contributions because you know he certainly wasn't expecting to get arrested that day or to be going into this doing civil disobedience and you know they wanted to help him out i'm sure and so now we're hoping that people will also help out curtis as he as he fights these charges that were you know following that event and jason could you tell us a little bit about the charges well, it's, it's uh, I mean, the whole war on drugs, which of course is really a war on people, is mm-hmm. insane. But 
for uh, what Curtis did for passing a uh, 0.46 grams of marijuana allegedly. rolled in paper. Allegedly, yeah. from what I hear, <laughs> uh, from, the, from what the state tells me, um, they uh, they want to give him a felony for that. And uh, yeah. what, what? How many years is that? Like, it's a, it's a, I believe it's a 16-year charge. 16, 16 years. 16 years for something that uh, grows out of the earth. Um, I'm speechless thing, when I hear that. It's one one thing that I like to point out is uh, you know New Hampshire. It's called the Live for Your Die state, and they they sell liquor. They sell uh, over five hundred million dollars worth of liquor on the and, side of the road. <laughs> oh yeah, on the interstate. Yeah. Um, you know, and they'll have signs on them that uh, read "Stock up and save." So they're pushing it on people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. However, if your preference isn't liquor, if it's say marijuana. They'll throw you in a cage, and they'll uh, and taxpayers have to uh, fund that. Right. So it's outrageous, and so you have uh, brave people like Curtis who aren't taking a plea deal, um, and you know he's saying no. So they're going to act- the state is actually going to have to make their case, and uh, yes. what the state wants you to do is they want you to hang your head down and you know be all apo- all apo- apologetic, but mm-hmm. um, you know even if. Uh, Curtis did what the state alleges. There's, there's no shame in that. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and the, the amount of time that he's facing is there are much, you know, violent, actual violent, real crimes that carry penalties of less than what he's facing for allegedly possessing less than half a gram of right. marijuana. I mean, that's for anyone who doesn't know the, what, what half a gram is. Think about like sprinkling a little bit of salt on your in your hand. That's that's like a half a gram. It's crazy how little this is. And it's not just the amount either. It's the whole concept of possessing a plant that naturally grows and possibly putting it in one's body, not hurting anyone else, probably just sitting there and enjoying a little time, feeling relaxed and maybe a little bit tired. It's <laughs> it's something that many people do every day, and they also do it with other substances like beer and as far as I can see, there's no victim. This should not be a crime at all. No way. Exactly. But, you know, we're, we're seeing signs of uh, people actually standing up and, and doing things about this. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there have been protests at the liquor stores. Recently, there was a, on April 20th, 420, mm-hmm. at the uh, State House, there was, I would say, well, I think Freaking reported about 250 people showed up uh, yeah. in favor of marijuana prohibition. And, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to be with the uh, Peaceful Assembly Choir, and we got to uh, <laughs> sing five of uh, Richard Onley's uh, uh, pen, We to Cause the Chronic Christmas Carols. Yeah, and, and I, I just want to point out to our listeners that there's some great coverage of this stuff on Tally, Tally.TV, which is um, Jason's website, where he makes some awesome videos. And not only that, but um, he's also got some coverage of the, the liquor store protests that were happening into last summer and last fall, and I'm Sure, they'll probably start up again once the weather's nice enough for people to stand outside for long periods of time. Right, Jason? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's always so much to protest, especially when they're oh, yeah. <laughs> putting our peaceful friends and neighbors in cages. Um, you know, yeah. we heard about that firsthand with Weed Claws. And Weed Claws is, uh, this is Bob Constantine. Um, yeah, but- we talked about this uh, two weeks ago on She Talk Live the last time we were here. It was the day before his trial was set to start, and there's been... Oh, you know, I was so happy that there were so many activists who came out to support Weta Claus or Bob, as we as we know him affectionately. And uh, and I'm so glad that, you know, Jason, you were there covering it the whole time, this whole story. You were really put, putting out a lot of media about this whole case. And this is something that Bob dealt with in his life for a very long time. 
And it's just so there's no reason for it. It's it's so it's such a pity. One one of the things that gets me, though, is that medical marijuana has passed the House and Senate twice now and mm-hmm. it's been vetoed. by even decrim. De- hasn't that was it was one decrim and one medical was a decrim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's passed twice now and it's just been vetoed by one person, the governor. Yeah, yeah, and and we're also New Hampshire is also surrounded by states that have some uh, level of decriminalization, and mm-hmm. and of course Canada, and so but they they call it the live for your die state. Yet uh, you know a friend of, of all of ours, Bob Constantine, you know he's now in a cage. Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely. Um, and so, but yeah. but you know Bob has been very supportive about Curtis. Um, you know Bob mm-hmm. as he was you know going to uh, jail. He's just thinking about others, and you know he's trying to take care of some things for his family, and and yeah, he does. But, have but he's a also you know trying to help reaching out to Curtis and uh, hope, hoping he gets a lot of attention for his case because mm-hmm. they're very similar. You know, both brave guys, you know, who uh, you know refuse to take the plea. Right, standing right. up against the state. Jason, real quick, what's the URL? You have send us to civil disobedience evolution. Uh, it's, well, let's go to sovereigncurtis.cdevolution.org. We've been so fortunate to be loaded up with calls for the whole first hour that we've been on the show, ladies. Isn't that great? It's fantastic. I love it when people call us. And if you want to do the same thing, you can call at 603-435-1105. That is our number. And we're taking your calls about whatever you want to discuss. So feel free to bring up anything you like. Now, in the last segment, we had a little bit of unfinished business that I did want to bring Jason Talley back. Jason is the director of the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, right, Jason? Are you here with us? That, that is correct. Yeah, I'm the, uh, the managing director, and uh, we try to help the good people who disobey bad laws, like uh, Sovereign Curtis. Yes, I, and I love that um, tagline. It's very pithy, and it, it's to the point. And actually, I heard a commercial on the LRN loop during the break for the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, and I just wanted to make sure that we gave out the URL because we came up on the music last segment, and I'm not sure if too many people heard it. So why don't you give out the website URL and tell us how people can support CD Evolution and uh, Sovereign Curtis specifically. Well, we're the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund, and you can find us on the web at cdevolution.org. And, uh, but we, we have a specific campaign for Curtis at the moment who um, is raising some money for legal defenses. And so you can, uh, his name is Sovereign Curtis, and that's S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N, Curtis. <laughs> Dot cdevolution.org. And I wanted to spell it out because I always have a problem spelling it. And so uh, Me too. <laughs> and it's uh, Curtis with the C. Oh, yes. yeah. But yeah. Guy's yeah. Guy's Just like pork. Like- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like pork with a C. We always say P-O-R-C. <laughs> so, okay, that's great. And, you know, I have to say I'm a proud supporter of CD Evolution. I think it's a, a cause that's really worth giving to because, yeah, there are some people who have time but not money. Some people have money but not time. And I think we can all kind of combine our resources to use them most efficiently and get liberty in our lifetime, basically. I think civil disobedience is a very effective strategy for affecting change. And actually, I mean, I think this case is very important. I I did, Jason, want to circle back a little bit and talk about Bob's case as well. But Mm. with Curtis, you know, we're on the front lines. We're the people who are saying don't take a plea so that we can push them to take it all the way. So we have people here in New Hampshire who are willing 
and able to sort of go and say, we're going to do it in the lower courts. If we get pushed back, we're going to take it on appeal. Mm -hmm. But those things cost money. And um, in order for us to be successful and to do it well, we want to hire the best lawyers we can get. And I know Curtis is working with someone who is a very experienced attorney. He's not a free stater. He's someone who we think will be able to help him win this case. And to win it sort of on the moral argument, which is kind of what Bob was trying to do. Um, so, Jason, if you maybe want to tell our listeners just a little bit of a recap of what happened to Bob. Well, Bob is uh, one of my peaceful uh, neighbors, He's one of my uh, peaceful friends here in Free Grafton. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, uh, you know, once I got to know him, I've only been in Grafton for a year. And, you know, I got to know him and I heard about what was happening to him. Uh, which is that state was going to put him in a cage for over or for no more than seven years, and you know just a huge fine. And uh, I know the guy. Uh, the guy is uh, extremely helpful. He's a he's a mm, good. He's a of the good community. guy. Yeah. Good person. Yeah. All you have to do is watch the videos if you want to get to know him a little bit over at Tally.tv. I think it's Tally.tv slash Weedaclaws, right? Right. That'll get to his specific content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I mean, he's just. Oh, the nicest guy ever. I mean, he wouldn't hurt a fly. I mean, he's walking around with uh, hip arthritis and, you know, just looking like a peaceful person, just Which not, is not hurting anyone. And so his case was one of those really classic examples where you can say, here's a peaceful person being harmed by, mm-hmm. you know, an evil regime. Yeah. yeah. Well, they certainly seem evil if they're going to, you know, um, steal people's money to, uh, you know, lock peaceful people up in cages. I don't know. I mean, that seems like an apt description, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's good to see that so many other people are also bothered by this injustice. And mm-hmm. it's one of my pet peeves. They call it a justice system when the government does it. But it's not justice. We, we care about justice. They don't, clearly. Right. Yeah, that's, not, that's definitely not conforming to my idea of justice when people's money is stolen from them, whether they like it or not, and used to hurt other peaceful people and put them in cages for having plants that naturally grow. That's just a shame. And I think, you know, the, the, the man on the street is starting to agree with that because, of course, in Bob's case, he um, he didn't take a plea and he managed to get a jury trial. And having that jury and sort of appealing directly to their conscience. Yeah, meant, connecting with them. Yeah, yeah, and just, you know, saying, look, I, really, do you think I'm someone who deserves to be in jail? And um, the jury came back and said, no, they were hung on both the felony counts. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, he did get 60 days and a thousand dollar fine. But I think that also sends a clear message to us to get the message out that when we're dealing with potential jurors um, to not really say, you know, oh, you know, okay, don't throw them in a cage for the big stuff, but to actually make jurors understand that they need to take a stand too. i.e. it should have been a hung jury on all the counts. Yes. Because that would have been the best outcome, and that's what we're looking for. That's and, right. And that's, that's why so much uh, hard work has been going into nhjury.com mm-hmm. by a rich angel. And, you know, Bob Constantine, before he was um, put in this cage and had to have had this legal battle of his own, he was doing jury nullification outreach because he understands the importance of it also. And so, sure. yeah. He was there and, every month. Yeah. <laughs> The more people that can be out there to to nullify in, in any walk of life, whether you're a juror or a cop or a judge, mm-hmm. all of us should say no to bad laws. laws. Yes. I like to feel like I nullified the speed limit on the way down here. Right, Buzz? <laughs> 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 Buzz <carpooled right. laughs> so, Jason, was there anything else on your mind tonight? Uh, no, I just had to call in talk to uh, three great activists. And uh, it's, so, it's so great living here and having you all as neighbors. 
Oh, ditto, Jason. I really feel the same way. And thank you so much for everything you do. Check out CD Evolution again, cdevolution.org. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And Thanks, Jason. TV. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. Bye-bye. All right. So, Carla, you actually wrote an article about nullification, didn't you, on LouRockwell.com? I did indeed. I um, was very yeah. strongly moved by uh, by Bob's case. You yeah. know, these um, these these things really come home more when they're not just thera- theoretical, which, of course, you know, I mean, we, we all get it. But when you really see the harm that's being done to your friends and neighbors, you know, mm. then it becomes, hey, it's a little personal. And um, Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I wrote a essay if anyone's interested they can get it on lourockwell.com and it's called live free and nullify absolutely yeah and carla is very talented writer and i think that's really a great asset to have as the president of the free state project because you can use that position to do lots of outreach and just your communication skills are impeccable so i'm (sighs) always impressed (laughs) (laughs) well you know that's actually interesting i I wasn't sure if i was going to bring this up but i think i will yeah so um you know i'm still sort of trying to find my feet as president and sort of figure out you know what i can do and what i can't do and what you know how the bus works go no further (laughs) ask ask uh Ask forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> oh, 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 I firmly believe in that as well. Um, but I, yeah, I got a little wrapped over my knuckles over the, the Lou Rockwell piece what? by really? the politicos. And I should say specifically one politico who will remain nameless just because, you know, I'll get you in the dunk tank. Dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> At Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Um, and the irony was, I mean, my, 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 essay was you know just saying what had happened and sort of a a, um i would say an eyewitness account of Mm -hmm. you know the trial itself and um and when i had finished it the next morning i was like oh i'm going to send it in now i thought wow you know i'd like to you know i i'm trying to sort of do an inclusive presidency so i'm sort of trying to be the you know i'm i'm a diplomat's daughter so i think it comes instinctively to me but you know trying to build bridges and sort of heal you know debates between minarchists and anarchists and all of that and i was like oh you know what i should mention all these uh all the legislation that's in front of the state house now because a jury nullification where it would be explicit was passed in the house Mm -hmm. and it's gone to the senate you know and it's an issue i care about so i had written to my senator you know matthew hode i had encouraged other people to do that and so i just threw this second to last paragraph in saying oh and look we're doing you know this sort of stemmed out of civil disobedience this came from the political side and yeah what I, happened i, I how guess, could that end badly well and that's the thing that was curious to me i guess um I, I, it it strays too close to political speech and i was like oh okay so i mean in, in future i i mean i had so a, wait I'm, I'm confused about what 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 they're upset about you said the politicos were upset about this one specific politico was uh-huh. upset because um he felt that it was not my position as the president of the free state project i was taking a political position oh. on oh. something oh. and you know i didn't talk about the free state project in that article at all the only place it's mentioned was in my bio and that was to drive people to the website hmm. so i'll be adding a disclaimer going forward well I, that's a shame i don't know i i'm no. not upset about that carla for what it's worth disclaimer's good yeah anyways she talk live give us a call 603-435-1105 we've got a lot more coming up in hour two and we'll be back
Welcome back to She Talk Live. Thank you so much for sticking with us as we launch into the second hour of the show, as Ian says. <laughs> Stephanie here with you tonight. And Carla. And Buzz. Yes. And we certainly would appreciate hearing from you tonight because this is the show about your calls. And you can call us at 603-435-1105 and let us know what's on your mind. And we did have a caller on during the break who has a very interesting topic that I'm really looking forward to discussing. Is this Taryn in Georgia on the line? This is Taryn in Georgia. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi, Taryn. Hey, Taryn. Taryn, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. What are you drinking on tonight? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have to pay us every time you say that. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Jamie Crane. (laughs) Is he going to sue me for taking his mind fruit? His mind fruit? I yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, he'll make you drink with him. You know he's coming to Porkfest. Someone uh, actually raised... Oh, I'm We had so like a scared. fundraiser to, to bring us to Porkfest, and he, uh, we made that, that money in like, um, I think it was like a day and a half. It was ridiculous. People I know, really it was like crazy. Him. They, they want to they party with him, so... I don't know. And I think you know they what? were I think they were donating because uh, there was a, a grand prize that if you donate $500, you get to ride Taryn around like a pony. <laughs> yeah. That is true. I've been doing squat thrusts. I've been trying to get strong enough to handle it in case, you know, I wasn't sure who would win. And you've been on a low-carb diet, so when you get all oiled up and uh, sweaty for your pony rides, you'll be looking good. (laughs) All right. I guess we don't have to wait for the third hour. (laughs) That was a reference. Oh, it's already going there. Yeah. Sorry, George. um, I've actually hung out with Jamie. You know, we've done these events where I can't believe... Like Libertarian. No, we actually, the Libertarian Party of Missouri paid for us to come and speak there and mm-hmm. Texas. And they, I guess they had no idea, really. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they were in for. <laughs> well, the thing is, is, you know, people think that's an act, but it's really not. I was hanging out with Jamie, and he's really that dumb. I mean, he, he starts stuff. <laughs> oh, that's, well, you know, we shouldn't but, make fun of a man who was just in the hospital. I saw some. Oh, well. I saw some. Yeah, he, he did get hit by a tornado. God was trying to take him out. Wow. Was that because he's secretly gay? <laughs> uh, you know, that's right. God, I forgot God has a thing against them. Yeah. He doesn't like them for some reason. Right, right. Right, Buzz? No. Um, I was just wondering if he... Did, no. did he really get hit by a tornado? Yeah. 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 Did, for real. Like, um, you know those tornadoes that killed like 48 people last week? Oh, um, honey. They started in Oklahoma. My wow. mother lives and, in North Carolina, and she had one a mile from her house. So, yeah, I know. I grew up with it, too. Wow. But you yeah, never I mean, chased him. Right, Buzz? No, well, he was he was actually running from one. He was trying to get to a storm shelter. Oh, wow. And, I thought he uh, just lived in a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you would assume that he probably lives in a van. Oh. But, <laughs> you know, poor Jamie. I want to share a nice memory about Jamie. The very first time I met him... I said, hi, I'm Stephanie. Nice to meet you. And he said, would you like to make love and document it for your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember well, Jamie you know, Crane. he's just trying to help your ratings. I, I mean, know. I don't know he was how. doing it for you. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. It's a community service. <laughs> Taryn, by the way, can you give a plug for your for your show with uh, with this guy that we've been uh, talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a show called Wheels Off Liberty. Mm-hmm. You can just... Uh, put it in to your little Google magic machine, wheelsoffliberty.com. And um, if you hadn't heard the show, it kind of takes the opposite approach to everything else. Like, there's a ton of smart, intelligent shows out there, and (laughs) we try to make this as stupid as possible, 
just for, you know, we're not going to compete with these guys talking about Mises Institute or whatever the hell, you know, <laughs> Midget, <laughs> Ludwig von Midget Institute or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, wait, well, <laughs> it know, is so a hilarious show. Approach. I, I always but enjoy it. But we are it. principled. Yes, you we, are. We do, we do actually talk about that. So I don't know we how, do. but it's become um, one of the most popular downloaded podcasts. Wow. And, uh, That's great. Yeah, we're, we're usually in the top three. Wow, in the top so three of, of what? Of, of all podcasts ever? <laughs> no, no, of Liberty Pod, like a political podcast. Guard is usually number one or two, and then we, we always get our oh. beat up by Guard. Good for him. And then we're right behind him. Oh, that's <laughs> He's right. a huge following. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. But we are the exact opposite of Guard. <laughs> Guard's <laughs> really, you got to be smart to listen to that show. Oh, I and, miss uh, Guard. I hope I get to. So I, I hope I get another chance to do free talk live with him because I remember it was last fall. Um, Ian and Mark went to this talk radio convention, and for some reason, he decided to let me host the show. So I I brought in uh, Gardner and uh, Brett Vinod from School Sucks, oh, nice. and oh, it was a, an epic show. I really enjoyed that one. Always great to host with those gentlemen too. So anyway, Taryn, so you had an interesting story that you wanted to share uh-huh. with us, or before we derailed this conversation with uh, talk about drinking and wheels off the wheel. <laughs> we can go back to that at any time, but sure. I'm actually calling for uh, a liberty conversation, really. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wrote a book, for people that don't know, I, I wrote a um, historical fiction that has a lot of liberty and, I would say, anarchist volunteers themes hidden in it. Mm-hmm. And I sold it well online, but I've decided to start promoting it locally because it's been selling well in Savannah, Georgia. Mm. So it's called Pirates I, um, of Savannah. Savannah. Yeah, Taryn, yeah. why don't you give out oh, your URL if you want? PiratesofSavannahBook.com. Mm-hmm. So if and you're I've, looking for a fiction book that's a, a fun read and it doesn't feel like you're reading history, but it, it's got a very strong message in it. I've, you know, I've listened to, to the entire audiobook and I definitely enjoyed it, so I want to put in an extra plug for it. So, well, so. that's right. You can get it on audio as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So I'm out promoting it in Savannah. So I go to these um, events probably two to three times a week, these uh, networking events where you go and you meet other businesses, and you're like, you know, some guy sells electronics, and you're like, well, I wrote a book, and show them the book. And, and it's it's a great way to get it out in the community. Mm-hmm. Well, I've, I've been going to these things, and I never really pay attention to who the speaker is or what the meeting, you know, usually it's like a, a networking event, and then you sit down and listen to a speaker, and then you network again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went into one, and it was a tourism council. So tourism's huge here in Savannah. It's the biggest business. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody comes. It's a beautiful city, so it's it's our main lifeline here. And they have a council of all the hotels and restaurants and stuff that work together to try to promote tourism. Well, I get in there, and I find out the speaker is an FBI agent coming to speak with us. Oh, no. So I was like, <laughs> oh, what? I paid for this? Oh, no. You know, I didn't know. It's my own fault for not even looking. And I was like, <laughs> what is he going to be talking to us about? So the topic of the talk was um, he wanted to encourage people to basically report suspicious activities of Ugh. visitors to the town. Oh, like, no. you know, Ugh. of the tourism Did you get reported, industry. Karen? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm sure they have. Yeah. <laughs> sure they, they already know about you. Only, <laughs> long time ago. Um I'm sure we're all on there at this point. That's yeah. that they need busy work. I'm yeah. sure they, they probably listen to these shows. Anyway, I hope they're enjoying She Talk Live. And if any any federal <laughs> agents are listening right now, they can call us at six oh three four three five eleven oh five. Debate this. Yeah. So what happens is they go in there and and, and they're talking about 
you know, this guy is talking about fusion centers. If, if your callers don't know what that is, it's um, basically, you know, before about five or six years ago, all the departments had their own thing going on, and they were just kind of, you know, um, were jockeying for, for position and wouldn't share information, and, you know, they were holding on their own information. But they've now gotten massive amounts of money to build these fusion centers that pull all the information into one place. So the cops in, you know, Oklahoma can talk to the city cops in Georgia and yeah. can talk to the FBI, and they pull all this information. So he's talking about how great these places are and how it's going to be a lot more efficient to report people and find people. Mm-hmm. And he's showing these cases that are like, I think he only showed two or three cases. And, and the terrorist guys, honestly, were dangerous and idiots. I mean, they were like, you know, this guy goes in and buys 5,000 AKs you know, mm-hmm. at a gun show with a bag of money. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> you know, that, that one I might get that call <laughs> for, or, you know, something real suspicious. But yeah, well, I mean, even the, just to play devil's advocate, even even the person who buys a bunch of guns, if they don't shoot anyone, they haven't committed a crime, right? Yeah, you know, that's true too. And it probably but was a undercover uh, government official was, of some other alphabet soup who was buying the guns from yeah. someone else. Who? Hey, you but you, you ladies think too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hurt my head. That's probably all set up so they can encourage more funding and, and have a little gold star for doing something. I get that. Oh, Ooh, gold star. The- Just a big circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Taryn, um, can you stick around? I want to hear the rest of this story. Sure. Can hear how it comes out? Did Maybe Taryn get encouraged I'll- to uh, snitch out on his Wheels Off Liberty co-host? We'll find out when we return. <laughs> this is She Talk Live. We'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening to our show tonight. My name is Stephanie. And Carla. And Buzz. (laughs) I missed that last slot. I like the pause. Now I kind of feel like I have to be like, remember to talk. (laughs) It's the the pregnant pause. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Carla wants the pregnant pause. (laughs) And speaking of pregnant, when I heard this man's voice on the phone, I think I just became it. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just kidding Taryn are you still with us yeah but wow that would be awesome <laughs> I wish I had that ability yeah, that t- be take hot, a- man. think of all the baby daddies that would be running around oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway you were in the middle of telling us a story last segment about uh, about your book signing and uh, you know you encountered this FBI uh, bureaucrat <laughs> I, I will jump back to that in a second but first I want to say I'm sitting on Facebook doing damage control for the Free State Project because oh. I was talking to this, you know, I was trying to invite someone to Pork Fest, and they were like, oh, no, someone got on my wall and was super rude to me, oh. you know, that's at Pork Fest. Really? About immigration. You know, they argued about oh, immigration. No. So I understand that's a hot topic, and I, I, I have lost a lot of people on Facebook over that topic, mm. for sure. But I just want to say... Nothing beats good manners. You can disagree about something and not mm. be rude. I don't know what is wrong with liberty activists, but they, if they seem to, a lot of them seem to have huge egos and zero social skills and just turn people off to the message. Mm. And I, I guess maybe that's maturity later on where you realize, you know, just debating online doesn't solve anything. You have to be nice and caring and try to understand their point. And uh, yes. I think it's some of these young fellows that just run around and, 
I'm going to apologize for for all the people who are interested in liberty that have encountered rude and arrogant people online. Sorry about that. Yeah, wow, well, Taryn, that was that was so well said. I compl- I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people who have that mentality about, well, we have to keep the immigrants out. A lot of times they're coming from a mentality of uh, fear and you know? nationalism. Uh, yeah, it's it certainly is nationalism sometimes, too. And sometimes, frankly, a little bit of bigotry, too. But I think a lot of them just are kind of scared for their basic things. Like, you know, they're they're like, well, what am I going to do about a job if I have more competition? And, you know, what what if these you know, what if these people come in and I don't know, change things in a way that I don't like? And so but it's sort of a metaphor for what we're trying to do in the free state. To some extent, no, it really is. I mean, I, I and there are certainly people who are afraid of free staters coming on, in and, on the show and changing things months ago. Where I said, you know, we're all immigrants now. I mean, yeah. if you move here, it's sort mm-hmm. of we're pioneers. We're people who are moving because we feel we're being persecuted, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're moving to have a concentration of activism to, you know, spread some kind of message as message of liberty. Well, yeah, Taryn, go ahead. I think it's very important that you keep that in mind, because I, I think it's an evolution. You learn about these ideas maybe when you're young or, or don't know how to communicate them out of excitement. You argue with people, and it has taken me years to get to the point where I can talk to someone, even though what they discuss me, I can still talk to them and try mm-hmm. to understand why they're feeling that mm-hmm. and and just be polite. I don't know why this world of trolls exists. I, I don't get it. Well, so, I think... Yeah, I mean, not not to overanalyze it too much, but it, it is kind of easier to get into these conflicts online where it's somewhat anonymized. But I think uh, sometimes people tend to maintain a little more civility in person, maybe. But Yeah, you would never say that stuff to my face, probably. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like what you said, Taryn, about coming from a place of compassion and kind of trying to see where they're coming from, even if you are frankly disgusted by what, what you're hearing. So. And Taryn, I know well, you're, I think, you do a lot of outreach personally. I've, I've heard a lot of people actually who have said, oh, yeah, I know Taryn. He reached out to me when I first got interested in these ideas. So clearly what you're doing is working. And I think that approach is very helpful to, to listen and to be compassionate. Right? Yeah. So if, you know, I'm just shooting it out there because I know you have a gazillion listeners right now. Mm, that, wow. You know, you just need to, to work we on do. it and practice it calming down and, and, and trying to, you know, there's, they're coming out of a position of fear. You know, let's lock yes. down the borders. It's, it's to protect us, and it's to protect our way of life and this collective, us, us, us. Mm-hmm. And, and you just got to really slow it down and talk to them. Well, I understand. I'm, I was scared, too, until I, just sub, I thought about it this way. Mm. You know, I mean, related to them. It's, it's like sales, you know. The, it, the I, field. I fully agree. Something I, I find is quite effective sometimes. I don't, I don't know how this would go over down south, but... Um, to actually ask people, well, unless, you know, you're an American Indian, it's sort of like, well, so how did your forefathers get here? Are you a first, second, third, fourth, fifth generation American? Mm. Because everyone is actually an immigrant. Right. And then if they if they think, hey, I'm an immigrant, too, then the other person that they're looking at is suddenly a human being who is like me. Right. And it's not like this other thing over here that's subhuman or I can't relate to them. It's, no, this person and I have some common ground, and then they can start to see that, you know, they deserve to be treated like as such as a human being. Right. And the the other thing I find is quite effective is food. 
no, seriously. You know, I mean, you can. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I do miss about New York is just, you know, having hundreds of cuisines, you know, and different kinds of food. Oh, I see what you're saying. And, I thought you were saying, like, give the person you're talking to no, food so no, that they'll agree. <laughs> it's, it's sort of, you know, um, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm generalizing now, but I bet you, like, down south, there are a lot of people who are, like, anti-immigration who probably like Mexican food, mm-hmm. you know? And it's sort of like, well, you're not going to get the good stuff if you don't let them in. <laughs> That's a great point. Your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Winning one well. taco at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. I think that's a good way to to end this topic off. But uh, Darren, well, can let you... me let me tie it back into the FBI because yeah, this please. is all relevant. Actually, mm-hmm. a lot of the fear of immigration is, uh, you know, and and just the same thing that's going on with Mexicans is going on with Islam or Muslims or mm-hmm. you know, pick the bad guy. It rotates every ten years, whatever the bad guy is. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. so there, the government can get away with all sorts of crazy stuff. You know, as long as they got a boogeyman, and every government through time's done this. It was Hitler with the Jews. You know, it was. Uh, you see it in Africa. You see it. You mm-hmm. got. You need a bad guy in order for the government to get away with stuff. Yeah. Of and, course, Osama so, bin Laden is still alive because we need a yeah. boogeyman. Because that's right. That's probably why they're leaving them alive so they can keep getting funding. You're probably right on the head about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So what the deal is is. I go to this, let me back up for the listeners to just pick this up. Thank you. I go to this tourism council. The speaker is an FBI agent trying to tell all these people that run tourist business how to easily and more conveniently um, report suspicious activity. And he's showing all these slides of these wins they've had where, you know, they've, uh, you know, captured this dangerous guy because of a civilian tip. And, and, they go um, talking about the fusion centers where they gather information, and it's supposed to help cops be more efficient, that they can look up dangerous people, you know, all over the country, and this information is all in one place. And these people are, you know, it's really hard because most people that run businesses are still in the status mindset. I don't know any mm-hmm. real liberty activists down here that, um, you know, that are, are, are that would be at a... a um, that actively resists social gathering, that sure. sort of thing that doesn't turn to the government to fix problems. They, sure, they Taryn, like government. We're going to bring you back. You know, I know you got more to finish up. I really want to hear how this story <laughs> <Fine>. ends. <laughs> okay. So hang on with us, and we'll be back. This is She Talk Live. Call us 603-435-1105. We'll be back. Welcome back to She Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Stephanie here with you. And Carla. And Buzz. <laughs> and I have a question for you ladies, and I guess we, we have Taryn holding from the last segment as well. And I guess I'm going to pose a question to all three of you. If someone calls you <laughs> and you return the call, and when they answer... Hours later. Hours later. And you, when, when you return the call and they answer your, your call... Uh, you're calling them back, and the person who answers is drunk. Did they drunk dial you? What do you think, Taryn? Ooh, well, I could. I would say every call I talk to Jamie Crane is a is a drunk <laughs> dial. But 
<laughs> I have accidentally been drunk dialed a bunch, like from uh, people that I don't really know that well. I think you're just in their phone and you'll get a call and you'll hear oh, them really? talking to people at a bar. What do they say? Yeah, like they butt dial. They don't talk to you. Uh, oh, my God. I spent one entire morning getting ass dials from Stefan Molyneux. It's the most special I have ever felt. Oh, my gosh. Not everybody can so say that that's happened to him. You, you know you listen. You have to listen. And you're like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? So you listen. But you're all in trouble because Jamie just posted that he's actually listening to y'all now. So you better. Hello, Jamie. I have, to, I have to mention his name every hour or he hits me when I see him oh. in my no-no place. You, you can, Taryn, you can leave this relationship just to let you know. I don't think I can. We're there for you. All right. Seriously, though, Taryn, I am dying to hear the end of the FBI story. Yes, thank you for bringing us back on track. (laughs) We keep Um, her around for a reason. Oh, my God. All right. So here's. let me bag it up again. Okay. I'm out promoting my book. Go to the civil, uh, this this function where it's a tourism board. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a networking deal. And their speaker is an FBI agent. He comes in, talks about how great the fusion centers are, how great it is. They have all this information they can use now rapidly. Um, They talk about, uh, he comes in and talks about, uh, you know, all the wins that, uh, how citizens reporting on other citizens are, um, it's working and they're, they're getting all these, you know, uh, they're getting all these convictions and he only shows like two or three convictions. You know, and they look like they're from the 90s, too, like all these old black oh, and white wow. pictures. I'm like, I'm like, what the heck? And he's like, this was from a citizen turn-in, and this was, and, and, you know, and it was something that they were doing really obvious. It wasn't. Yeah, see, Taryn, that's why happened? when you said before they probably have all of our info, that's why I'm not too worried, because it's like, well, how how competent are they really, and how hard do they really want to work, you know? Well, I like how it was just completely one-sided. Like, they Mm. present these things that they do a good job, and they're funded well, and they're making a difference. And not all the hundreds and hundreds of people that they've damaged and the families they've ruined and the lives and the businesses they've hurt by doing examinations where everybody's innocent. You know, we're asking all their neighbors questions and Mm. calling it. And, and shutting down businesses to ask questions and why do you want this and why do you want that? They don't mention any of that stuff. Yeah, because it know, seems to me, Taryn, like that, that would be so much more likely to happen. I mean, we, we see stories all the time on, for instance, copblock.org about botched raids that happen, drug, usually drug raids, but sometimes it's for other things too. And people get killed. This is no small deal. You know, this has real consequences that affect people's lives. Property gets stolen. People get hurt. This is not a laughing matter. And when people are encouraged to snitch on their neighbors, it kind of has the tendency to bring personal vendettas into it, gives a lot of bad tips, you well, know. And it's also, it's it's a sort of escalation where um, a, a couple of things I want to say. One, one is, you know, people talk about criminals. Um, and mm-hmm. I think there's a mind shift that we kind of need to make where things are defined as crimes that really shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so we should really yeah. start to look at when we use that term and how it's used. Like, I don't think people who are arrested for marijuana possession are, are criminals. criminals. No, you know, they're, no not at all. And, and honestly, even the people who sell them, unless they are um, being violent for some reason, um, they're business people. Yep. Absolutely. Um, they're and providing the, a service. Well, 
not to mention just the the culture of paranoia that this is breeding. Well, yes, and that was the other point. Everybody's I, scared of everybody else now. Yeah. But the thing is, I think it's almost like we're living in a, a in like parallel realities where we have this militarization of the police, right? And they think there's this boogeyman, and yeah. a lot of these people aren't bad or evil. They're just probably dumb and misguided, mm-hmm. and they they're like. There are all these bad people out here who want to harm us. And so mm-hmm. within their milieu, they are escalating things. They are becoming, I mean, the worst of the enemy because they, they're creating their own enemy. Yes. 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 And, and they're making it worse because they actually live in a world that most of the world doesn't live in anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it's almost this like black tar pit of I'm going yeah. back to evil. I'm sorry. Evil. You know, yeah. They're paranoid and they want us to be just as paranoid as they are. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's hard not to be in some ways because as a friend of mine who's not a libertarian, we were out in Honduras last year and it was right after the raids, um, I think, in Minnesota of the militia there. Uh And this friend who, once again, not a libertarian, but someone I do talk to a fair amount. And he said to me, he found it so ironic because... Um, I guess the guys were saying the governments, the militia people were saying the government's after me. And he was like, but they were after them. <laughs> they yeah. invaded their places yeah. and took their stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, just because you're oh. paranoid doesn't mean they're not out yep. to get you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, Taryn, I'm sorry. We got a little um, bit derailed. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> it's, that's, that's the nature of the show. <laughs> um, so, basically, what happens is, you know, all these people are. Uh, he opens it up for like 10 minutes of questions. And, um, oh, and he ends it by inviting people to join a civil task force. Oh, my God. To, uh, they're, they're building groups. And they wanted some people from the Tourism Council to join the group in Savannah to help um, relay information to the FBI easier. So oh, they're putting no. together their own little oh. citizen groups. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, you can volunteer, but understand there's going to be a big background check. and you know, It takes a while, and we want to make sure that we don't put anyone in that would hurt our efforts at the FBI. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, guess, I guess joining on that's out of the question, right? Wow. Uh, so, you know, they're they're building. They're, this is happening right here. I mean, to to think that, you know, I'm going to a luncheon and this is the topic. Um, and uh, you know, I was trying of to ask a question. The tourism board. We yeah, should what, add, what you know, I mean, it's sort of with very tourism. vanilla. Yeah. You know, I remember when they wanted to get the uh UPS the cable and people, the and cable the guys and you know, everyone to rat out and people were like, that's oh, yeah. crazy. But yeah. this is just this is a new form of that. You know, it's well, a, yeah, it doesn't they, surprise me because it's it's a logical extension of what they already do, which is that you know, the government, there are not enough, we've said this before on the show, there are not enough IRS agents, there are not enough uh, cops to go after everyone for every single thing that is against the laws. I'm not going to say crime because they aren't all crimes. They don't all have victims. And what they do is have other people, uh, you know, other citizens, so-called, um, you know, enforce these laws on, on each other. Well, I paid my taxes. You should have to pay too. That's not fair. You're cheating on your taxes. You're, you're a crook. You're a cheat. So that kind of thing. And so, I mean, this FBI program where they're recruiting people to snitch on their neighbors is just a logical extension of that, the whole slave-on-slave mentality. Right, Taryn? 
Oh yeah, it's 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 crazy that because like I'm saying, it's you know I've been hearing about these things like uh, Catherine Blyce has been talking about defuse centers for two mm-hmm. or three years, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh well, that's really you know that's um, it's out of my world. And what can I really do about it? Mm-hmm. And here they are, you know, getting more organized, informed, and if at the tourism board, yeah, and and being a history buff. And I'm not some conspiracy guy that runs around and, you know, we joke about it a lot on Wheels Off Liberty, but I don't believe that half the stuff that's out there. Um, but I look at history and I'm like, this is the exact same thing the Nazis did before Absolutely. it really got bad. They got children to snitch on their parents. Yeah. They put together boards of snitches. Yeah. And, I and mean, I'm going down the road happening. and I'm seeing billboards that say, you know, some report suspicious activity, this phone number. Yep. Yeah. Welcome so to Walmart. Yeah, that's yeah, and so Walmart. Yeah. And my question for the FBI guy was, you know, well, what what ramifications are there about false reports? Yeah. Does Terry, anyone get in trouble call. at all? We'll hold you over. No. One more. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jamie says. Welcome back to She Talk Live. <laughs> We have so much fun during the breaks on the show. You should watch the cam to check out what we're up to. <laughs> or not. Or not. Yeah, this is this is cam.freetalklive.com if you want to tune in and check out our video feed. Cam.lrn.fm will also work. And while you're at it, check out the Liberty Radio Network with lots of great liberty-oriented content, most of it live, and some podcasts in the meantime that are sure to fill your ears with entertaining and thought-provoking material. Right, ladies? Sure. And I am Stephanie. This is Carla and Buzz. <laughs> and if you want to call and share your thoughts with us, give us a call at 603-435-1105. Well, phone lines are loaded up and have been all night, ladies. This has been a real treat. We have it has some been. wonderful callers tonight. God bless Easter. <laughs> Something like God that. bless Jesus zombie. Zombie, zombie Jesus. <laughs> you know, I, this is hilarious. I have to tell the story. I got a text message this morning that said, good morning. Something has risen and it's not Christ. <laughs> What possibly could they have meant? <laughs> I don't know. That's for the listeners to figure out. <laughs> and still looking for an answer to our drunk dial etiquette question, right? <laughs> I say it is a drunk dial, but most people say no. So No. Well, I think it depends. I mean, strictly speaking. So then there were two incidents. Could it be a drunk redial? All right. So, someone, someone calls you and you don't answer. And two hours later, you call them back and they're drunk. Those are two That's separate dr- incidences. However, <laughs> right. the question really is, was it a drunk pickup? Mm. Which is, you know, that's something you now, should think about. If someone pickup. calls you and the person who, the <laughs> callee, I guess, the right. person the receiving, recipient. the recipient, uh, you were definitely not you, specifically this person, technically, <laughs> no one <laughs> in this studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you have thoughts on this, call us 603-435-1105. We got calls on the line meantime. We're going to bring back Taryn to finish up his story. He unfortunately when we when oh we when we ended the last segment, uh it it ended up on kind of a bad foot. It was uh, somebody requesting that we flash the cam and I don't know if we it can was do Jamie that. Crane. But... He says he says he'll call <laughs> in if Buzzle Flash. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, for, wait, first it was Jamie. me. Those are expensive. Jamie, how much money do you have, dude? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you. 
You want to donate? Does he want to donate to uh, yeah, Buzz's, Buzz's Big, Big Gay, Gay Dance, Dance Party? Party? We got a chip in. Yeah, go to. He probably uh, would actually for that. <laughs> Buzz's Bigger Gay Dance Party on Facebook, and uh, yeah, find the chip in. It's on the invitation. And Absolutely. when she sees the money. Oh, yeah. There's no telling what she'll do. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cough it up, Jamie. Well, he'll I be able to answer your drunk dialing question when he calls in. Oh, so I'm good. Sure. Well, he, he has sound, wise advice about that. That's great. <laughs> or Mandrick. I'm we, surprised he hasn't taken over the show for two hours. Where's I know. Mandrick? Well, maybe maybe he will call soon. We we do certainly hope about that. But, yeah, Jamie seems like he has some expertise right. on the drunk dialing question. But, uh <laughs> So, Taryn, what we we just wanted to finish up thing. that story. Yeah, yeah about the let me let this poor guy in line and get on the phone. Um, <laughs> all right, so here's the deal: is at the end of this, you know, you're trying to ask questions, and they cut. Of course, they cut me off. I never even got the question. There, all these other people were status like, "What can the government do? How can we help? You know, how can we be better at it?" And then they have to go. So the lady that put it together was like, "Well, I saw you trying to ask a question. What do you want to ask?" And I said, "Um." Well, you only told one side mm -hmm. that, you know, what about creating this environment where you're snitching out people and what accountability um, happens when yeah. when someone uses it for their own, you know, you have an ex-employee ticked off or ex-boyfriend yeah. or girlfriend. There's obviously a conflict of interest there. Because you can ruin someone's life anonymously. Yeah. And, you know, it costs you nothing. Yeah, you no know, repercussions. It doesn't cost no. the, the FBI anything either, and, of course. I and mean, that's, that's what, what I they do for the daily basis. I said, well, what would happen? You know, are the FBI agents accountable? And what kind of accountability do you have set up? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get in trouble if, if you ruin someone's life. And of course not. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that doesn't happen. We don't, we don't, uh, yeah. You the know, only thing they can shoot people and keep their jobs and get full pensions. And you can't even civilly yeah. sue them because it's qualified immunity or whatever, right? Yeah. So the that, the that only thing keeping it. them accountable is uh, is sites like copblock.org and people blogging about it, talking about it. Not filming police officers. Filming, not being quiet about it. I keep mean, the pressure up. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Taryn, was that all? Was that all to the story, or that we took an hour to that, tell? That, that was pretty much that's it. I just we kept getting interrupted by uh, commentary. So that that's totally fine with me. This is a show about anything. Oh but you know what? That was a great call because I, you know, thank I think you so that's a, I think that's worth people knowing about. Absolutely. So thanks for yeah, making I it. Yeah, I think it's it's really scary that that is the norm now, and that the community is so on board with it that they are signing up. Oh, you know, that's yeah, that's like the next step, and it's scary to me. Are they? They're not even offering people money for this yet, are they? Are they? No, haven't you seen the billboards? They get a bunch of like I was driving the Chicatee, and we're going down these islands, and in the middle of nowhere, these billboards are electronic says report suspicious activity with a phone number, no explanation what that is. Wow, that's the entire billboard, and yeah. I'm seeing them about every thirty miles, and I'm like, okay, how many millions did that cost? Yeah, without these electronic billboards in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a lot about funding too. They get money to scare people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember a few years ago hearing a story about I think it was some police department a higher up one in New Jersey that they were actually paying people to give tips on their neighbors and stuff like that. And so obviously there's a there's a strong incentive there to just make crap up, right? Right. Because <laughs> then yeah, you get the, paid the for IRS it. Has their snitch fee. Yeah. You get ten percent of someone you turn in, so Oh sick.
I actually I forgot about that, but I think I did know about it. But yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Taryn. That's yeah. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> let your other caller come in because I've I've monopolized y'all. All thanks, right, everybody. Taryn. Thanks so much for get, making the call right. tonight. We do appreciate that. <laughs> Always fun time to talk to Taryn. So all right, Jamie Crane, you're up next. I'm not flashing <laughs> the cam, but uh, but you can still watch it cam.freetalklive.com if you want to see us. You you will see some beautiful things probably, but. Uh, <laughs> Probably not boobs. Some spring spheres. So, oh, yeah. We were talking before um, about, I think it was during one of the breaks or before the show started, about how there are some people who wanted to rename the Easter eggs to spring spheres, right? Because that's it's right. Sacri- I secular? I can't even say it. I know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's spheres, what's yeah. so hilarious. I want to know who's behind this political correctness. Oh, what, uh, is it? Is it because it's secular or just because... I it's, think it's because it's secular, and yeah. I think it had something to do within the schools because they can't. I mean, they're not allowed to do like the Jesus scene with the manger well, and the whole Easter egg you know, thing, so like a pagan thing. It to totally start is with. a yeah. pagan thing. They stole I don't know all who's of those traditions this. from paganism. Yeah. yeah, when the yeah, <laughs> and then when the when the Crusades happened and they you know killed, murdered millions of people. <laughs> yep. And to convert them into Christianity, they had to throw in some Easter eggs for the Either you believe yeah. in this imaginary person or we kill you. Take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So we do have a call on the line who's been waiting patiently. Is Matt from Illinois there? Hey. Oh, hey, hello. Matt. Hi. Thanks for holding on. <laughs> yeah. And on hi. and on. <laughs> hi, ladies. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. <laughs> I don't think, do any of us in the studio celebrate Easter? I don't. Um, just I just celebrate an the atheist. big box of candy that my mom sends me. Mm, oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate. You like to numb on the bunny ears, Buzz, the chocolate bunny ears. That's the first thing. They do you, know. Yeah. Do you eat the ears first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I could tell by looking at you. I'm, I'm an ears kind of woman. <laughs> that's how you gotta do it. <laughs> exactly. So, Matt, what was on your mind web, tonight? A quick website for Jamie. If Jamie's listening Uh-oh. out there, you should go to myfreecams.com. Oh no! I don't even want to know. Yeah. You, dude. <laughs> That's enough. T- TMI already. <laughs> I, I hope Free Talk Live's on there so we can bring the message of liberty to all the creepy pervs out there. <laughs> anyway, Easter being pagan, you want to know how they figure out when Easter is? No. How do they figure it out? It's the first. It's the first Sunday after. The first full moon of spring. Okay. That would be right, because it was a full full pink moon last week. It was beautiful. It was really pretty, yeah. You know how we figure out when She Talk Live is? (laughs) (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) It's rather pagan. Yeah. (laughs) And primitive. It's it's an ancient ritual. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Um, I, I read Carla's article, and I wanted to say that anybody who thought she was doing any kind of political opinion was wrong. There, I didn't read any political opinion in there at all. I agree with that. Mm. Me too, strangely. Yeah, I didn't think it was... I, I didn't see any problem with it. I just thought it was a convincing article and awesome. I mean, I think the the thing is, you know, it's just... It, I, I'm new at this. You know, I'm obviously like a extrovert and someone who likes to speak their mind and I'm just going to need to find that balance. Yeah. Matt, was that all that was well, on your mind tonight? Uh, I don't think that you should um, 
worry about what other people are going to say, Carla. If you're if you're new to writing, somebody's always going to find something wrong with your writing. Absolutely, well there, said. Thank there, you so much for the thoughts. Our hour three's coming up. She talk live. Give us Alrighty. a call. Welcome back. This is She Talk Live. Thank you so much for listening to us tonight. Now, I sound all professional and composed, but during the break, I got totally flustered because I got a call, a very special call from uh, the two sexiest men in the world, really. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and I'm Carla. <laughs> and Buzz. <laughs> so uh, let's bring these on the line. I, I think we have... Um, well, they they told me they were Terrence's two twin brothers, but uh, let's find out if that's their real identity. Gentlemen, are you on the line with us? What's going on, ladies? I think it's so nice that they let vaginal Americans talk on the radio these days. <laughs> Speak for oh, yourself. Oh, honey, you just wait. I put new meaning and bend over and take it like a man. <laughs> Buzz. Oh, you, you just wait. You just don't even know. You're going to get your money's worth. <laughs> I see we're off to a wonderful start in hour three here on She Talk Live. You know, we were trying to have a serious show, and uh, now it just looks like a train headed for the wreck. <laughs> sure does. You know, I, I tuned into that thing, and Taryn, I guess that was about the worst hour-long interview I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sorry to hear that you that I you didn't so. like it. No, you you girls were great, but Terrence, he can bring any show down. <laughs> well, what what could speaking we have done down, to how y'all, Hey, ladies, speaking of bringing something down, how y'all doing tonight? It's Mandrick. Oh, much better that Hello. you're here. Much better that you're mm. here, mister. Just when I thought hey, it, it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> or it couldn't get where's, any better. Where's my, where's my retard at? Yo, I mean dough. She's, I mean deep fried dough. She's. Uh, you are so terrible. I, I, she's had her phone in her hand. I think she must be uh, sexting someone. I am not sexting someone. I'm just putting out fires as da prez. Oh, uh-oh. I actually have her on the other line. Oh, so, so what did you girls call in about? <laughs> what did we call in about? Oh, I heard a click. I hope they're not disconnected. Hello. Well, Did we lose both of them. It was oh, fun while lame. it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> choo choo train wreck. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, we do have another call on the line. And uh, if you two gentlemen, I hate to issue this invitation, but whoa, hello. All right, we're done with that call. <laughs> if you two gentlemen would like to call back, we will give you another chance to be on the air. Because when we have a phone problem, we. We do allow a second call in the night, although maybe with that one, I'm not sure if we should. <laughs> I don't know, Steph. I don't know if they're ready to handle it. Oh, yeah, they can't take it. They Can they bend over and take it like a man? We'll, we'll soon <laughs> we'll see. see <laughs> oh, but we did have another call. Let's bring on Emily. I believe Emily's on the line from the Bardo farm. Hello. 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 Well, hello. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thanks, Emily. What was on your mind tonight? Well, you know, there's a lot of us here tonight for our little Bardo potluck and a Seder Easter get-together. So yeah. We couldn't decide on a topic, really. 
Well, you uh, know, why don't you tell us? There chemtrails. Oh, <laughs> Polyamory, I don't know. We were going all over the place, so. Polyamory or polyamory? Well, yeah. Some people <laughs> start confused, mixing up the S and M stuff, or I don't know. So they want to they want to carry uh, multiple firearms. <laughs> polyamory, yeah, exactly. Yes. I, see, I get it. It really fits in quite nicely. You That's can quite fix, sexy. <laughs> I, I kind of know Latin. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Greek. Maybe it's from Mandra calling in. I know Greek now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so um, so I heard that um, I heard that you're calling from the Bardo Farm, Emily. You want us to tell us a little bit about what the Bardo Project is and what you guys do there? Sure. Well, we have a farm in New Hampshire, and there's a bunch of us here, um, all free staters currently, cool. and uh, lots of animals that also love their freedom and their free ranging and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um. We're trying to help people start their own businesses and uh, kind of follow their own bliss. Cool. And part of that for us, so mostly so far, has been farming and being self-reliant off the grid. Mm-hmm. We love it. Yeah, that's so. that's awesome. So it's a little bit of self-sufficiency. It's a little bit of agorism kind of mixed together and also an intentional community. Would you say that's a exactly. fair assessment? Yeah. And, and growing and, and always evolving. Yeah. And honestly, just a bunch of really, really, really phenomenal people. I mean, they're my yes. neighbors, and, you know, Louie and I often think about just you moving guys are in. You're part there. of the farm. Come on. <laughs> I know. I kind of am. Once you kill I'm your first turkey. Here. I want to see retardlin over, over, in overalls. I want to see retardlin overalls. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, I haven't had a chance to make it out to the Bardo farm yet, but. Um, I know, you- Buzz. I've never met you, actually. I think that needs to happen pretty yeah. much. So. Hey, how, I'm, I'm really curious. How did the uh, maple sugaring go? It was awesome this year. So, um, party in the sugar shack. Yeah. So, so, so for bas- our listeners who are not familiar, what they... Oh, I'm sorry, Buzz. Go no, ahead. no. So basically, it takes like 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup? Mm-hmm. That is correct. How- and we do it the old-fashioned way. Wow. With so buckets. How, how much did you produce at the end of the season? 70 gallons of syrup. No way. Yeah. Which and is they- awesome. Goodness. We had a lot of help. I, I thought actually, you were going to say 70 drops. No, and, and Emily, you guys doubled your production, right? Year over year, you've been doubling it. and um, We're getting more efficient, certainly. That's and, amazing. Uh, and yeah, maple awesome. syrup is incredibly um, healthy, actually. I just read an article that it has 76 kinds of antioxidants in it. And hmm. it is... Yeah, it's got a lot of vitamin D, a bunch of other stuff. I forget huh. everything, but... Quebecer- Quebecer- <laughs> that was not retardless. I remember this because it was uh, it was Quebec, the state um, where a lot of maple syrup comes from. So they they isolated this new thing that's really good for you. Oh, it's a compound yeah. called Quebecol or something yeah. like that. Oh, interesting. And, um, so maple syrup, it's the way to go. We got the medicine here. And yeah, you know, medicine sweetener. I'm a, I'm a big fan. good stuff. And I made my first maple sugar candy tonight. Oh, it was wow. so proud. good. It was really good. I had the first one right before I came over for the show. Hey, so Emily, can you tell us a little bit more about the Bardo Fest coming up? Yes. Oh, Bardo Fest. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm so behind on the website, but we have, we're going to have a beer garden, a bunch of bands. We're going to have some circus and theater performance, um, fire spinning. We always do fireworks. Um, and this is well, all on... outdoor camping, outdoor showers, and kind of 
a mix of everything, workshops. We're going to be teaching people how we harvest animals and grow gardens. We're going to have shooting competitions. And this is so, all on, on your property, right, Emily? Or on, on our 210-acre property, yep. Mm. Yeah, and that's so so gracious of you to open that up for people to come and check it out, see what you're all about. I think this Bardo Fest, this event, um, is really the prequel to Pork Fest. I mean, it's it oh, is, she said really prequel. Oh, you know, it's it's prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's, really is. Yeah, and it's so much fun. I was there last year, and I have some very fond memories of it. Very, very fun event. And also, my organization, Free Aid, will be there doing volunteer medical services. Just in, Which uh, we're very thankful for, yes. Yeah, it's just going to be a blast. And it, I think the Bardo Farm uh, probably is going to be selling some maple syrup as well at Pork Fest. Is that correct? We're going to be selling, yep, our maple, our maple syrup. Um, we'll be at Pork Fest, of course, as well. And we'll be doing, doing a pig roast there for both. And, right. and so. Bardo Fest is Memorial Day weekend. Yes. So whatever yeah. that End is. End of May. End and, of May. And <laughs> so they, they're crazy enough to... 27th to 30th of May, yep. Yeah, and and actually, I think there's another offer that they're they're crazy enough to let a certain few select people if they want to check out New Hampshire, um, they'll test be, drive they'll New be Hampshire. Able, yeah, test drive New Hampshire by camping out on the Bardo property until yep. from Bardo Fest until Pork Fest. Till Pork Fest, which is about three weeks. Yeah, and so, a little internship. And we, we do have a few people that are already interested and um, definitely want more. I mean, work for stay, mm. you know, a few hours a day, help us with chores and figure out what we're doing and camp out. Enjoy and join us for a Pollock dinner. <laughs> Absolutely. That sounds like so much fun. So uh, was there anything else on your mind, Emily? Well, you know, I think others wanted to say something over here. I'm, I'm a little, it's a little hard for me because they're listening to you guys with the five minute delay on oh. the deck just behind <laughs> me. But Well, all right. All right. Who else wants to go? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some time to decide. Hold on. We'll bring you back. This is She Talk Live, 603-435-1105. Give us a call. More coming up. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal, but something seems to be missing stickers from libertystickers.com exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers that's libertystickers.com but wait there's more you can buy liberty stickers wholesale get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination sell them or give them away they're great for gun shows flea markets fairs outreach and more earn extra money promote freedom and spread the word need custom stickers labels or decals for your organization or business liberty stickers makes them go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626 libertystickers.com the world's most dangerous stickers she talk live welcome back to the show <laughs> we have to be careful of these breaks because we just have so much fun we both stop laughing and then it creeps back up on us and we <laughs> and we return with a giggle as usual this is stephanie with you and carla and buzz indeed and we do appreciate you listening Phones are loaded up, but you can still try giving us a call at 603-435-1105. And we're so happy to be your entertainment tonight. (laughs) And we do hope that you'll check out She Talk Live's Facebook page as well. 
go to uh, Facebook and just search for She Talk Live. You should find us, get updates about the show, and check out Free Talk Live as well. I, I feel kind of silly promoting Free Talk Live because I think anyone who is listening to the show has probably <laughs> already heard of it. But <laughs> they have a great website with all kinds of features, news updates, uh, stories submitted by listeners, archives going back for years, the cam, the uh, all kinds of great stuff. And it's all for free. So check them out. Right. Carla looks like she wants to say something. No, I was just uh, stretching my uh, shoulders and boobs before we get to the next call. Stretching out your pecs for the next call. Yeah. There might need to be a smackdown that that occurs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I feel it coming. Uh, Yes, so do I. Anyway, so we were talking to the Bardo crew on the line. Are you still there, Emily, and whoever else may be on the line? Um, it's Jody now. Oh, hey. hi, Jody. And as just as a sneak hi. preview, I believe, uh, I don't know if we should announce this, but I believe Jody will be joining us on an upcoming episode of She Talk Live. Is that right, Jody? That's right, in May. Yay. <laughs> Great. So we'll be happy to have that, and we'll have a lot to discuss, I'm sure, about agorism and the, the project that you're involved with, the Bardo Farm, and even Bardo Fest as well. But what was on your mind right now? Well, Actually, just to put a preview, I'd like to talk about education when I'm there. Okay. Yeah. We had, um, I wrote it down. Like, good. <laughs> Great. Will we um, talk about yeah. how we'll educate Retardla? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she can be educated. This is one of those cases for the free market. You know, I think children like Retardla in a free market would get a much better education than being doped up in, on Ritalin and all kinds of other things in the government schools and made to sit in the corner and, you ride know. Ride the special bus. Ride the special bus, I yeah. I hated that bus. It's so humiliating, you know, and it's it's really a bad thing. But, no, I mean, to be completely serious about this, I do think kids with special needs really get the short end of the stick. I mean, the government schools are just famous for teaching right. to mediocrity. Oh, you know? it's terrible. You know, that's probably true, but special needs got, has gotten so overdefined that mm. or it, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. However, I actually want to talk about that when I'm on the show. Okay. Tonight, what I'd like to talk about is chemtrail. No. <laughs> oh, um, have you seen a chemtrail? <laughs> oh, Carla has. I, I, think, um, I think I saw one in I my bathroom. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe Good that was just the, the fog from the shower or... Oh, you know. I heard drumstick was there. Drumstick in chemtrails? No, no, at the farm. <laughs> at the farm. Drumstick, for our listeners who don't know, is the rooster of yes. the Bardo farm, and he mm-hmm. is a feisty little cock. Yes, he sure is. <laughs> I wouldn't and call him a little cock. I would call him probably a, on the bigger side, actually. Well, he's little. He's small for rooster. Um, he's getting bigger, though. Yeah. I, and he's completely free range, which is really cool. Oh, my yeah. Right. So it's springtime. Uh, yeah, we do like the free range, free range animals. Actually, I have to say, I had a Bardo turkey for Thanksgiving, and it was the most delicious animal I've ever eaten. <laughs> we had a Bardo good. turkey today. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was indeed yeah. delicious. Nice. Yeah. It was. That's great. So, uh, what was on your oh. mind about drumstick, Jody? <laughs> I didn't bring up drumstick. <laughs> See how we did that? <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to the archive. I think you did bring him up, but... No, no she... I didn't. <laughs> she... Oh, it was Buzz. That. Buzz claims full <laughs> yeah, responsibility. So. <laughs> uh, okay, well, before this train wreck gets, gets further derailed, we should uh, take your final thoughts, because we do have some other calls on the line. Okay, right. I wanted to ask you what you thought about living in the Upper Valley and how cool it is for free staters to be up here. Oh, that's a great question. Um, 
Yes, I do live in the Upper Valley region of New Hampshire, which is kind of Grafton area, um, sort of near, I guess, Lebanon would be the big city in the Upper Valley. And I enjoy living there. I think there's some great people. I noticed that in particular, there there are some more um, ladies, I guess, than in other parts of the um, of New Hampshire. I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of strong friendships between different people in the in the region. And there's some there's some activism that goes on, particularly in, in Grafton, but also in other places. Um, my only complaint, I guess, would be that there are, people are kind of spread out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can really walk to your neighbor's house. But, you know, 10, 20 minutes of driving to get to your friend's house and plan some activism or make some signs or whatever. That's not a that's not bad at all. And I sure, I'm sure we will be discussing this at the regional panel at Porkfest. Is that right? That's right. Another preview. Mm, yes, another preview. <laughs> we See like how we foreshadowing. do this? <laughs> <laughs> Carla, you look like you wanted to jump in. Um, actually, it's something that just occurred to me, possibly for um, new movers when they decide that they want to come up to, um, you know, find out about the different regions. If the Upper Valley looks like a good area, mm-hmm. um, where we live is um, an old-fashioned, you know, it used to be a summer vacation sort of area. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of houses, nice houses for and rent. Do you want to say where that is? I don't. Okay. Oh. <laughs> But so but if you but if you corner but me all around up here, oh, um, that's true. All around up here, like all over to Sunapee, it's also a resort area, uh, and there's uh, lots of new places in between. Understood, but you know, as as uh, Stephanie was just saying, sort of that one thing that's a hassle is like we can't really walk to someone's house or whatever if we did all sort of concentrate in one area and what i was going to say is this used to be a very fancy summer resort kind Mm -hmm. of thing there's a lake there's a golf course there's but it's you know it's sort of past its prime and um rentals are not expensive there and it's actually awesome we we rent Mm -hmm. and it's you know we get all the benefits yeah Yeah. (laughs) of 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 owning in a really nice area yeah and for those who are cheap, those who are, are interested in owning, I think that um, there's a, several towns in the area that have uh, some of the among the lowest rates of property taxes in That's New Hampshire, yep. and they're not like way up in the top corner of the state where nobody lives really. Yep. So it's a cool area to check right. out. I certainly do recommend it. So I like. And to, also, there's. Sorry, there's, go ahead, there's Jody. Less zoning, there's less zoning up here, also. Like yeah. you can do more things on your property, more freedom to do things. Than you would closer to a city or a suburb or something like that. Absolutely. Um, and, and the other thing about where we live, I mean, we're five minutes off the highway. You can get anywhere really quickly. Mm-hmm. So Except Keene, because there's no easy way to get to Keene. <laughs> oh, you know well, what? The Route 10 is beautiful. Yes. Exactly. Yes, it is. Route 10 is hmm. fine. You can go fast enough a lot of the way. Yeah, it's know? a nice drive. Especially when you nullify yeah. the speed limit like me. Yes. <laughs> and I like the way you phrased that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think people nullify it all the time. Just the sheer number of people who completely ignore it. And it doesn't mean that they're driving recklessly or unsafe. Oh, I, of course I not. certainly don't think that I was. I, my eyes were on the road the whole time and I felt safe and my passenger, I think, was comfortable. Right, Buzz? Well, except for like when we were calling for Thai food. <laughs> <laughs> I let Buzz handle that because she was the passenger. But <laughs> anyway, Jody, thank you so much for the call. We'll look forward to having you on next month cool. or uh, in two weeks actually not next yep. month yes we'll be back in it two weeks still next month both are true okay yes not mutually <laughs> exclusive thanks jody okay. <laughs> all right so we do have another call on the line we're coming up on our next segment but i'm gonna cautiously oh. bring them on no nope. <laughs> the music is coming up but uh okay i'll keep you in suspense we'll, we'll leave it as another cliffhanger but i promise you it'll be good really really good join us 
<laughs> when we return, more coming up. This is She Talk Live. 603-435-1105 is our number. Wait till you see who's on the phone next. This is She Talk Live. Thank you for listening to us tonight. We certainly enjoy having your ears and being your entertainment. <laughs> I am Stephanie. And Carla. And Buzz. Indeed. And our number is 603-435-1105. But we do have a call on the line. Just to start off the show, I think this is a caller we may have heard from before. Caller, are you there? Yeah, you're going to hang up again. <laughs> okay, I totally didn't hang up on you last time. We heard a weird clicking. The ladies in the studio can vouch for me. We heard a weird clicking, and then there was nothing. We we went from vaginal Americans to silence. I, the I, I personally, I blame the chemtrails. <laughs> I have I have the exact uh, reason why it happened. Uh, Jamie Crane and I were still on the phone, uh-huh. and I was like, Jamie, what happened? We're talking to dead air here, and he goes, Oh, you know what happened? I said, What? He goes. My erection accidentally hung up the other line. <laughs> well, that's a likely excuse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Taryn was on the air earlier, so that probably explained a lot. What is so. he holding the phone next to his crotch? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was an FBI conspiracy. You know, yeah. somebody called and snitched on us or something. Oh, definitely. Well, we, we had this great call lined up about how we were going to trash talk Taryn. I mean, it, it was just a complete disaster having to listen to him for an entire hour talking about <laughs> absolutely nothing, like of any interest whatsoever. And he's talking about his little gay, his little gay pirate book. You know, he has a character in there named after me, and it's uh, he does, Mister Mandrick. Yes, he's very hairy. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> yeah, where did he get that idea? A, a, a big hairy Greek guy. You know, I don't even go on boats. Art imitate art imitates life, Mandrick. Apparently. <laughs> I thought Terrence's call was rather good. I thought he had some interesting stuff to say, and we managed to make it funny as well. So you're you're gonna have to be, well, you, beat that. You you three salvaged it, especially especially <laughs> Buzz. And I mean, Buzz is just so awesome. Mm. Yeah, she Man, is. I'm I'm cleanup hitter. Come on, <laughs> you are Buzz. You're the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Carla? <laughs> uh, she's all, Carla's all right, but Retarlo's. You know, you know. Uh, speaking of uh, pork fest, not we know we're talking about pork fest, but if you want, yeah, if you want another I didn't know reason, we you are now. If you want, you want another reason to go to pork fest. Carla wears low cut shirts all the time, and you're more than welcome to just walk up and motorboat her. She does not mind. <laughs> is this true, Carla? I don't know what motorboating is. Oh, but you will. <laughs> I bet I will. Stephanie, Stephanie, why don't you explain what motorboating is? <laughs> You're really going to make me explain what it is? In in a doctorly way, please, so yes. that I do not feel violated. Okay, this is a scientific you have, you have term. To drop, you have to drop the call if I explain it, so go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, for those who are not familiar, motorboating is a technique where as someone inserts their head in between the cleavage of a woman and makes a sound like this... That's motorboating? No, 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 no. Yes. I, that's, what? That's not, that's not the sound you make. It's more like... <laughs> well, thanks. I'm not exactly an expert on this. I'm glad we had your expertise to correct us. Oh. So, so, pork fest, guys. Motorboat Carla. 
Carol, are you doing this for this charity or something? Is Civil oh, Disobedience Evolution Fund? I got some extra tickets if you want to sell some tickets for this event or something. We can make up some tickets. Oh, maybe we'll make this a commercial break during Soapbox Idol. Oh, wow. People can pay and it could be a, a fundraiser. Now, I mean, I do have a nice rack. Now you're yes, thinking. Can't now deny. you're thinking. I. I get a free th- I get a free ride for because it was my idea, right? Oh, <laughs> now you're just getting greedy. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to at least trade her some baklava, probably. Oh, it can, it can so be arranged. <laughs> so what's up with celebrating people coming back to life? I mean, usually when people come back to life, they make like horror movies out of it, right? Right. Yeah. Zombies. So what's that all about? Like. People singing songs and stuff. It's like, dude, aim for the head. What are you doing? <laughs> Your brain's going to get eaten. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. So um, I think you're referring to Easter. Is that right? Yeah, that's probably what I'm talking about. Probably. Well, it's either that or the zombies versus humans at a well, fest, right? Right. right. <laughs> Although, you know, hey, we could have a zombie Jesus yeah, at the, park fest. Is he, is he a zombie or is he a vampire? I mean, they both come back from the dead, right? Right, and he's mm-hmm. got like a crypt and kind of a cape, doesn't he? So he might be more like Vamp. Eh, I don't know. It, he, he comes he's... out in the sunlight, though. Oh, he does too. Yeah, and like yeah, you're but... you're drinking his blood instead of him drinking your blood, right? Ooh. Aren't you like when you eat? Yeah, but... the... I don't know, Madrick. You explain this. You're the you're the uh, Catholic Christian. I'm the worst. Whatever. I'm the nothing. I'm just some guy. <laughs> You have a, a familiarity with this because I think you've had some kind of communion, right, in your religious uh, experience. Oh yeah, dude, I was eating, I was eating the baby Jesus for many years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry to hear but, that. You know, I was actually, yeah, I was actually raised Greek Orthodox. It was great. I was, used to be an altar boy, mm-hmm. and uh, we sit there and cut up the bread. And while we were doing it, we'd just be drinking the wine the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You got to make it fun somehow, right? Oh, we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, great. Well, as a as the uh, resident Liberty lesbian of New Hampshire, uh, I'm Mandrick, I'm I'm really happy that you came out of the closet, buddy. <laughs> oh, thank, thank. Yeah, I, I did come out of the closet this week as an atheist. And uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, most of my family still doesn't know. Not even my dad. So, what do you guys think? Like, I, I posted something on Facebook, but uh, all those old timers don't have the internet, so it's like I don't even think I'm going to say anything to them. Uh, it's like, is it even worth mm-hmm. it? I don't know. Well, the, it depends on your reasons for doing it on Facebook, right? If it's like, you know, so you let everybody know in a in a way that's, uh, I guess, convenient and you can get all your thoughts out without being interrupted, then, yeah, you know, sure. Or maybe maybe print it out and show it to them. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't want to explain it a million times to all these people and right. then have them debate. and Because I, I can already hear, like, trying to, have, trying to have a conversation with, like, a serious conversation with my dad is, like, about... The most pointless thing I could ever do in my life. Oh, yeah. And I love the guy. Don't get me wrong, but I know. But just, I, mean, I don't know. It's it's really hard to make to make this. I guess to put this train back on the rails, you know. This call sucks now. Call sucks now. <laughs> See how we terrible. do that? Oh, we empaths got your ass. <laughs> At least I can call it out, though, and be like, you know what? Like, Taryn would just keep going on for another hour. I'll just be like, you know what? This call is completely ruined now. <laughs> well, I don't want to ruin your call, but I do want to give some, um, so I guess, support to people who... It cannot be easy to have a whole family of people who are all in this one religion and they have this kind of, I guess, stake in having you buy into that religion yeah. and perpetuate well, the it. Thing with, mm, sorry, the thing with Greek, the Greek Orthodox religion is it's, more, it's, 
You know, it's more of a culture thing than a religion thing, because I see so many people where it's like, they don't even go to, like my dad, it's like, you don't even go to church, dude. What are you going to lecture me about this for? Mm, sure. It's like you go like twice a year. <laughs> but maybe that's a way to also address it, is that you're not really giving up on the culture or the family or the anything. It's just sort of you're giving up on the make-believe part mm-hmm. and, and, and embracing the tangible, the real, the family, the relationships mm-hmm. part. Right. And food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true definitely with the food i still take my 84 year old mother to church when i'm you know home in north carolina and i i take her to church but i you know i just stand there i don't i don't say any of the creeds anymore i yeah i don't sing any of the songs um and i know she's probably really wondering what's going on but um yeah um i'm, I'm not gonna support it but you know everybody's still really friendly and happy to see me and you know these were people i grew up with and um Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't bring myself to uh, recite things just because I'm supposed to. Yeah. You know, for, for me, I have to kind of share my own experience. Religion was the first thing I questioned, and I became an atheist way before I got interested in liberty, actually. But it was kind of a door opening. It was like, hmm, well, if this story that I've been told about God, you know, if I if I think about it and it really doesn't seem to be consistent with reality to me, then what else isn't true <laughs> that I've been told? And so then it was like the door swung wide open and I started thinking about liberty and the structure of society. And and then it was like, wow, the train's off the wheels now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of it's just a lot of it is just about peer pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I think this is definitely worth talking more about. So we're going to hang on to Mandrick if he doesn't mind and uh, <laughs> talk more about religion. Feel free to call in with your thoughts, 603-435-1105. This is She Talk Live. We're going to talk more about zombie Jesus when we return. Brains. This is She Talk Live. Welcome back to our show as we launch into the final segment. <laughs> it's been such a great time today. I know. You know this this has flown by, ladies. I Man, can't believe how fast the time has gone. It's crazy. Time flies. Yeah, I just when you're having fun, because man, we've had callers and after caller all night. We didn't even get to talk what we wanted to talk about tonight. <laughs> no, that's, right? that's all right. We'll save it for a rainy day. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I just have so much fun with you ladies, and before we before we end out, I have a feeling it's going to be down to the wire, but I just want to say thank you for coming in with me tonight. It's been a real blast and a pleasure, as always. I feel honored to be here with oh, you guys. Oh, me too. I love it. Look at the love fest. <laughs> all right, it's getting all gushy in here. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did have a caller back. Uh, caller, are you still there? Oh, can I get in the middle of that love fest? That'd be so awesome. <laughs> right in the middle, like you a bring, sandwich. You bring the baby oil. Yeah. You bring, oh, you bring yeah. the bacon weave. The what? The... <laughs> The something boat, right? Motorboat. Motorboat. <laughs> Motorboat, baby oil, the Okay, bacon. so I feel like I should say this categorically on the air. Yes. Oh, I am not open for motorboating at Pork Fest. <laughs> yes. Okay. We've gotten the final word from Carla. Thank yes. you. But I, you know what, Carla? You learned a new word today. I did. Gold star. <laughs> hey, Carla. Carla. Hey, Carla, Mandrick wants your attention. Yes. <laughs> What about, uh, you know, I was going to say something. I don't think it's appropriate for the radio. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, wow. The uh, answer is maybe. Hmm. Uh, the answer if you knew is, what it was, it'd be no. It depends. I'll, I'll, just, 
it, it sounds like pumpkins, but oh. it replaced the P with a BL. Oh, <laughs> I don't it's, think is that deep fried? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh my goodness! Wow. Anyway, zombie, zombie Jesus, right? Zombie right. Jesus. Zombie yes, Jesus. let's go with that. Yeah. You know, we thought we thought Mandrick wasn't going to be back because I think he had some something to take care of with his kids. But now that he's ignoring his children, then it's we can talk to him. <laughs> I'm wow. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a deadbeat dad. There you go. <laughs> no, seriously, we we want to make sure everything's okay. We don't want to be uh, <laughs> bugging you, but um, but it, it's great to talk about zombie Jesus if you're able to stay because uh, I think it's an important topic. And we were saying from the beginning of the show that we wanted to discuss Easter and just religion in general. So um, yeah, before I guess in the last segment we were talking about Mandrick recently coming out of the closet as an atheist to his very you know large religious family and what a experience that must have been and i don't know mandrick did you did you get support did you get resistance how did it kind of come out for you yeah i think i, I got i got a mix um mm-hmm. i got a lot of support because because i did it online in the liberty community you know people mm-hmm. support you you know they support you that's what they do <laughs> yeah unless you're like beating babies or something you know well but, uh, you know i <laughs> or awful. feisty little girls. oh no <laughs> Roosters. I did it. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm so fired. <laughs> no, you're not fired. Retardla, shut up. Yeah, seriously, Retardla, what's going on? No, but <laughs> okay. Just for the, hold on. For the record, no motorboating Carla, but you can absolutely motorboat Retardla for that, sure. Because I don't know what that fine. means, but I'm gonna be clapping my hands on it. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm totally going to get you a pork fest, and that's going to be the promo picture for next year's pork fest. Nice. Wow. Nice. That is a thinly veiled threat oh. if I ever heard one. Well, we'll be standing in the background with two big thumbs up. <laughs> what what about me? You'll be taking the picture. Oh, oh will I? Yeah. Well, okay, now I totally forgot the serious thing that zombie I was going to say. Zombie Jesus. Right. Yes, zombie, zombie Jesus. Jesus. Well, no, Mantra, yeah. I, I was going to uh, say, I think that a lot of people can probably relate to your experience because, you know, all three of us in the studio are a, a self-identified atheists, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, you know, skeptical of the of that, of that religious story. I, I grew up in the church and, um, uh, you know, after I came out, you know, as a lesbian, mm-hmm. The Methodist Church has some really hostile things to say about homosexuals, and I actually had myself officially removed back in 1996 from the church. I said, I want it on letterhead that you <laughs> remove me from wow. the church. So, yeah, I have it. Sorry, that's not really funny. I mean, that's, well, that's, it's funny now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that they would excommunicate you or disavow no, no, you no, or I, whatever. I, excommunicated them. <laughs> that's the way it worked. I, I requested it. Yeah. Stephanie loves laughing at misery because she's a son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> hurt my feelings. <laughs> okay, if, if if callers will or if uh, listeners will uh, recall someone else being called that on no. a previous She Talk Live, That's I'm a, just saying. A throwback to the last She Talk Live. All right, so Mandrick, are we even now? Yeah, no. But anyways, um, so, any, okay. so I got a lot of big support. You're asking me about support and stuff. Yep. Uh, yes, yes. I, I got some private messages from cousins that were like, please don't tell anybody this, but I'm also a closet, like atheist or closet agnostic. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting this from this person. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of surprising. And they're just like really, really scared to do anything about it. I totally don't blame them. That's that social pressure thing. Well, it's both that. And it's also a, you know, it's, it's indicative. That's a word. 
Indicative. Retard- no. Thank you. Indicative. Oh, retardless talking now. Shut up. <laughs> that speaking the truth is important mm-hmm. because you never know who's that cousin who actually agrees with you. People would feel more comfortable saying the things that make sense and the things that, you know, on the face of it. I My mom's religious. My dad's an atheist. I kind of grew up with both of those things. Um, but someone who's skeptical, who's kind of thinking about life. I mean, it really is hard to be religious and skeptical. (laughs) I mean, it's almost impossible, right? No, it's, it's the two are inconsistent with each other because one requires taking things that have no evidence on faith. And the other one requires looking at evidence and deciding whether you believe it. And so it, it's just, uh, they're opposites. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, but but I think it's important for people to speak their truth so mm-hmm. that other people can feel liberated, for lack of a better term. That's to exact, be like, oh, yeah. wow, actually, hey, 17 of my cousins are also actually questioning these things. And if I had never said yeah. something, they wouldn't have said something. And, you know, maybe, you know, Mandrick, in your situation, they might not co- come out. Mm-hmm. Um now, but maybe five years, 10 years down the line, or when they have their kids, maybe they'll think about how they would raise that child mm, absolutely. Um, in a world where, you know, you can look at truth, real truth. Yeah. Carla, I'm glad you said, I'm glad you went there because that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. I think that, you know, anytime you come forward with some information, whether it's like, Oh, I'm living in the 1950s and I'm gay and I'm going to be open about it or whether, <laughs> or whether it's, um, or even in the 2000s, you know, yeah. <laughs> still happens. But or or whether it's I'm an atheist in a very religious family, or whether it's I believe in liberty, right? Um, or it's like I'm a crack whore and I'm proud of it. <laughs> well, that's not what I was thinking. Uh, of, but, oh, but that is totally what I was thinking. Vic, victimless non-crime, anyway. So <laughs> right. I can't fault the crack whores. But anyway, so if you come out with that information, that may be tough to deliver because of social pressure it inspires others to also come forward and that's so important because then you have safety in numbers so i think it just it never hurts to be public about some things like that even though it may be scary um even though it might be the most terrifying thing in the world to do what will happen is you know may you maybe you will get some resistance but you're also going to get support and that's what really matters most when you you're feeling alone and you're feeling scared right and i'm it, glad Sorry, go ahead, Mandrick. Uh, uh, go ahead and finish your sentence. It's cool. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that I'm really glad you did get some support, even if it the reaction was mixed overall. Yeah, the, I got some support, but I mean, a lot of it's hidden, and then a lot of it's like out of town, mm. and then like all, all the heat comes from the local crew. So it's kind of like you're stuck in your little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just kind of have to deal with it. I mean, I, whatever. I, I kind of just accepted it was going to happen. But <laughs> that's what there's still so many people that don't know. And I guess they'll eventually find out. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not going to bring it up to them. I don't think I, it's. I think you should take the Facebook post and print it out and sort of design it and make it really pretty. Make it into a hat and, then, and wear it in court. No, and then make it your Christmas card. You know, oh. like sub design it and like fold it and Ooh. just make it your Christmas card That's for this year. That's an awesome idea. How about, yeah, I like how about it'll be like, I'll have a picture of like a manger scene and instead of the baby Jesus, it'll just be my Facebook note. <laughs> I thought you were going to say really? it was going to be a, a me-tivity scene. Like the, there was a picture that I found of of a um, the baby Jesus was a, a cocktail wiener swaddled in bacon, 
And <laughs> there were sheep that were made of meatballs and sausages. And then there was the, the manger with the roof of, of bacon. <laughs> if there's, if there's one thing Steffi loves, it's, it's cocktail wiener. So sorry. Um, for... <laughs> well, I'm just yes. glad to hear that. I'm that just glad to true. hear that all my friends are coming out of the closet now. Yeah. Right? You know, this was something I had to do a long time ago. And, yeah. You know, one of the biggest resistors was uh, my sister. Well, to the news, you know. Well, we're coming up on the end of the show, but I want to thank you so much Good. for listening. Fight the power. Co- have the courage to come forward and say what's on your mind, even if it's scary, and you'll inspire others to do so. Thanks for calling, Mandrick. It's been She Talk Live. We'll see you in two weeks. Until then, have a great time. Free Talk Live in the meantime.